watching the most like thrilling thing on ESPN and I'm really sad that I had to step away so we could record. It is. What do you think it is? Uh, give me a hint on whether you're using thrilly, thrilling sarcastically or not. I'm not using it sarcastically, but mm. people might think I'm using it sarcastically when they find out what the answer is. I, I have no idea, but I bet it's some strange sport. It's the finals to the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Oh my god, I didn't know that was on ESPN. Oh yes, yes, it's on ESPN, and like my hands are sweating, and <laughs> like knees you know, weak, just... arms, mom spaghetti. Yes, all of that. Thank you, Eminem. Um, it's just. The, these kids a look like they're like seven years old um so many of them are from texas did you know we had so many smarties here in this state like frisco round rock waco keller fort worth like in the top 10 top certainly 10. not certainly not part of the texas school system public school system but i mean i don't know um, we have like the worst public school system in the in the country but yeah kids still go to harvard from you know like texas and stuff so it's not like you can still be a super smart kid just in a really bad school system mm. but anyway i just i I, uh, I think perhaps we've talked about this before but i i, I won a few spelling bees in my day so. i feel like if not on the the pod then in person i was gonna <laughs> say i don't think any of our life. listeners were going to be shocked by the idea that you were excited about the spelling bee on espn mm-hmm. um i was assuming you know it was it, when you said it like that i couldn't have been just like you know i don't even know what season it is right now i'm so lost it's not, not the nba finals that yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. jazzed about <laughs> which by the way the phoenix suns and the milwaukee bucks are playing in it i do at least know that for those who are wondering the tampa bay lightning won the stanley cup last night their goalie won the con Smythe. like what a time to be alive I removed the sports page <laughs> part of that new Windows update they did. I was like, I'll never. There's nothing on here I'll ever pay attention to. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I would say I pay attention to these things for trivia because I'll often use them as trivia questions. But mm. truly, for the Stanley Cup, I, I actually care about hockey. So, um, I like watching almost all these sports, just not like – I don't like keeping up with them. Like, if, yeah. like I'm like, oh, let's go to a game. I get into it. But except for basketball, I just don't really care much for basketball. I don't either. I don't like watching basketball. I think it's very anticlimactic to watch. Mm. I, they're scoring goals. All oh, they're scoring goals. <laughs> they're scoring baskets <laughs> all the time, and uh, and so you're like, you, you don't get too excited after a while. You're like, yeah, well, they just scored a basket, and they're going to score another one. Like basketball games are fun in the last like five minutes. There's a website I like. You know, it's six dollars shirts dot com. It's all just like, you know, cheap shirts you can get that have funny sayings. And there's one on there where it's like a dude uh swinging a bat like real hard and it says touchdown and i don't know why i just find that very very amusing that's yeah that's uh i i feel like i just was a trope right there where i was like yeah. goals are happening all the time I, I know the difference people don't don't at me but um i think my hate for basketball comes from being in the uh basketball band and oh that's fair that's part of it but it's also the squeaking i hate the noise of the shoes on mm-hmm. the court Okay, I personally love that sound. Ooh, it's the worst. It's I I don't like it at all. Uh, I hate it. I I like that song, but yeah, I, I would. Um, gosh, I forgot that the band played at basketball games. Mm-hmm. I w- I wouldn't like it either if I was forced to. Well, I, I say that I was a cheerleader in <clears throat> junior high, and so I had to cheer at all the yeah. boys basketball games. Uh, you know, I, but... I the the thing was is I played bass guitar in the basketball band, and there was one of those, so I didn't really have you know. A lot of times we had like people switching in and out, mm-hmm. and then they also did the women's games, so it was just it was just a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, and there and there are also so many more basketball games than there are like football games. Yes. So, like in high school, I had to go to every football game since I was on drill team, but there's only one of those a week. Yeah. Um, but you know, hockey. Anytime anybody out there want to take me to a hockey game, <laughs> I'll go anytime. I love hockey games. Don't keep yeah, up with hockey. what's going on, but I do like going to hockey games. Yeah, no, hockey games are super fun. Um, isn't there a? I want to say that the there's like a a Round Rock um, hockey. No, there's some hockey team, um, like minor league hockey team that I think feeds into the Dallas Stars. That's in the Austin. I think area. it's. I think it's the Stars. I think they used to be called the North Stars, but I think they're the Texas Stars. It's the Texas Stars. Yes. Yeah, and they yes. play out of the uh, HEB Center, which is right by where I live. There's some information okay. out there and everyone knows. 
Uh, but uh, I mean, yes, people are pulling up to your house now because that was so specific. Apparently, <laughs> we used to have the Austin Ice Bats because I keep seeing like, oh. like uh, retro style jerseys and stuff for that. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but I just I like their logo, which is just a bat like ah, like coming straight at you with like a hockey stick in its claws. Did we talk about the fact that when my parents visited last month, I took them on a bat tour and a bat pooped on me? No, but that's good luck in many cultures. I like to think I like to think <laughs> it's good luck. It's also not nearly as gr- like if you need to pick an animal to poop on you, honestly, pick a bat because the poop is very small and not at all like obnoxious. Mm-hmm, it's where mm-hmm. you just like flick it off, and I, then I had some hand sanitizer and life was dandy. So, what was the tour you went on? Um, it was uh, so there are several bat cruise outfitters. I've done a few of them. This one was Lone Star Boat Cruises. I oh, think. but it was it was on um, a boat. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 where we, cre- it's a sunset cruise so that, you know, you're under, right by the Congress Street Bridge when the bats really start flying out in, you know, the hundreds of thousands in flocks. Um, learned even, I mean, I've, I've done a few of these cruises. Good thing to do when people are in town, um, for all of you Austinites who want to visit me and Ryan and have us take you on bat cruises, <laughs> but um I didn't know there was still stuff to learn, and you know there was. Um, I mean, you're going to have, your captain's going to have lots of jokes and be doing basically a comedy routine the whole time, but it's BYOB, and... I want to say it's like 10 or 12 bucks. So highly recommend for visitors. Um, yeah. We did one one time where they were, it was like Oscar blues did a beer tasting on it. And we went with a friend and I remember one of them just looking straight up and like mouth agape, like, wow, look at all the bats. And I'm like, you're going to want to close your mouth. If you're looking straight up like that, pal. <laughs> I feel like you like just said this on a podcast last yeah. month when I mentioned so <laughs> like going on a bat. Cruise. You are you are correct. It is a flock of bats, but it also can be called a colony of bats. I'm or a cloud. Mm-hmm. I like wow. I like collective nouns. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, well, what is it like? Like a group of crows is called a, a murder, murder of crows, which like you just can't get any better than that. Like how badass? Like you're not you're already a crow, so you're already pretty badass. According then, to this, it's a sleuth of bears. Uh, I've seen a, it's a crash of rhinos, a bloat of hippos, a memory of elephants, a troop of gorillas. No, no, no. it's not a memory. Of yes, elephants. it is. How much you a bet? I mean, I don't want to bet anything. Group I don't care that much. Elephants. But... Just enough to tell me I'm wrong when you're, when you're the one who's wrong. Oh, where did I find it? It says herd here, but we looked it up the other day. It was a memory. Are you sure that it, it sounds like it, it's not, that sounds like a joke site that told you it was a memory. I also don't think it's a bloat of hippos. Yes, it is. Uh, and a memory elephant is, is also a group. It's another another collection term. You're Okay, you're right. It is a group of, a group of hippos. It's called a bloat. You're not allowed to just go, no, and then like walk away when I've done the... I've put in the research for this, and you're like, no, I don't believe that's right. Anyway, moving on. I, I, I said you were right. It is called you know, a, bloat a bloat. And a crash of rhinos. That's another one I like um zebras could be called a zeal that's fun i mean who what's you thought you tuned in for a craniacs podcast folks but you turned into i'm just plural pluralities of animals but also like who gets to be like the grand poobah of i declare it to crash like some old british man with a monocle and a strange hat you know a group of grand poobahs is called a fleece yes exactly (laughs) Just I'm I'm now the grand poobah of making up those. Oh, it's also apparently a group where uh, a place where elephants once congregated to drink like a watering hole, but no longer do, is also called a memory. And when you think about something that happened a long time ago, that's also called a memory, like episodes of Frasier. You can just start the podcast. We don't always hello have Seattle. To. I, I <laughs> you have just sullied. You just rained on my great segue. <laughs> Segway Rainer. A group of segways is called. No, um. <laughs> and this is unfortunately the last episode of Craniacs, everybody. <laughs> uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and argue over terms of collection. Uh, but Laurel here is a longtime Frasier watcher, has seen most of the episodes. I This is my first trip through it. And we are in season eight. And today we'll be talking about episodes two, episodes three and four. Uh, first one up is episode three, The Bad Son. Fraser uses his father as a pawn in order to date the attractive owner of a home for senior citizens. Niles and Daphne plan a picnic during which they watch a meteor shower, but are accidentally separated at the crucial moment. 
Oh, that's actually a decent summary. I want to say that Hulu's was something like Frasier, Frasier uses Martin to get a date and Niles and Daphne re- recreate a past, uh, they recreate a past, a previous night or something, night together or something to the point that I thought that they recreated like the, the tango and then I was like, oh, it's a meteor shower. Okay. I really had no idea what they were talking about. One I don't think we've seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. One that Maris was at. I mm-hmm. never really got the sense that Maris ever was at Fraser's place. I don't know why. I also never got the sense that Maris and Daphne had ever really interacted a lot. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when Daphne's like, and I remember the meteor shower because I was like, wait, you were like both here at Fraser's? I, I never seen someone cut a caper in half before. Yes. Oh, I had a hearty chuckle at that. Mm-hmm. Um, my notes include I'm digging Roz's rain gear look, which didn't she have like a Burberry hat? Uh-huh. She definitely had a Burberry print hat. Um, can I tell you how, having been a regular bus rider while living in D.C., watching Frasier ride the bus and watching Roz be like such a natural <laughs> edit, it took, I mean, it just took me right back to when I used to ride the bus all the time and right. when Frazier was like, yes. And I, I would like this stop right here. It's like, okay, that doesn't happen on the bus. Or what was it? I stepped on what could one could only hope was oh, a dis- bur- bur- discarded burrito. Yeah. Which like when you're hoping for that, that's a rough, that's a rough call. But I have, I have questions that I feel like you could answer. How long has Burberry been around? Cause this is like, this came out. Oh, this was released on Halloween of 2000. Ryan, Burberry's been around for like over a hundred years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The reason I asked you, Laurel, is because I didn't know. So that's why I don't need to be told like this was on a test that I just forgot you know, to study for. I, 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 I'm surprised that that you were surprised that Burberry's been was around twenty years ago. Um, let me let me go quickly get you 18, my entire Burberry collection. Eighteen fifty six is when Burberry. Wow. Um, I, yeah. I just feel like. I mean, it didn't come into my worldview until a while after this. However, I was at SMU at this time, so I feel like I should have known something about it. I guess I, the, I, perhaps the reason I'm surprised is I feel like a lot of Burberry merchandise says the year it was established. And, you know, like Burberry, like EST 1856. So. I might have one, have owned a Burberry scarf. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. is like the plaid can be very easily duplicated yes. with very subtle changes. Um Big fan of uh, Burberry perfume. I've been a Burberry mm. Brit wearer for like 15 years. Um, so, yeah, but other than that, not, not, I, don't, I don't own the other Burberry or anything. Um, not really my thing, but. I mean, it's I like plaid and it's a nice design, yeah. but like, I don't really. But I don't want to pay $800 for a Burberry right. trench. Like, if I want to pay a lot of money for something, I want it to be like, they're known for their like well-made material or like you get a coat from Burberry and it'll last like, you know, I, mean, something I, th- like that. I think that is true. I do think like you hear about people who've had like, you know, they wear their grandfather's Burberry trench and it still looks new and everything. Mm. I mean, I do think the craftsmanship is there, but I, I, or I should say probably used to be there. I could see them not being as. We're either yeah. very entertaining to the SMU alums who listen to us or like completely off base and they're all screaming at their, like <laughs> the pocket, like no, <laughs> like just trying to like. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really them. waiting for all the the Burberry hounds to come out and send us emails and be like, I'll have you know that their quality is still top notch. But yeah, I like her. I liked her look. It was a cute little hat and a yes, cute rain look. Um, um, I, I did write down, "Ew, Fraser fell on the bus" because I oh. never fell on a bus. And like, I will say, I took great care to really not let anything other than the seat of my pants touched the yes. bus. Like did not put my bag like on the seat next to me or anything. Like I usually held everything like in my lap. That was partly to keep people from stealing it. But <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know that I rode the bus much in DC. I rode the Metro all the time. Um, yeah. The bus. Um, once you, once you become unafraid of the bus, my, my first roommate was afraid of the bus. Not that she thought something bad was going to happen to her. She just had a really bad intimidated sense of direction. by it. Yeah, it was just like she had she had a really bad sense of direction, and the the she thought she would stay on for entirely too long or get off way too soon, and then just be stuck somewhere. And um, but yeah, in DC, it was I mean it was very clutch. There were so many places where the metro just did not go between. Um, I, I I joke that it's like the biggest con is that DC was like, and we have a metro, and it's so convenient. It's like. Ah! 
I mean, it's more convenient than other metros, but well, <laughs> it's very low yes. on the list of, of cities with metros. Um, I believe we've talked about this on the podcast, but if not, have you ever had a metro meet cute or anything like they kind of insinuate here or, or Fraser almost has? No, I think I mentioned being asked out on the metro once, but I knew the person like we just happened to be mm, on okay. the same metro. Um, I just... It's it feels like a trope in shows sometimes. It's like I saw her on the bus, and I'm like, I can't think of I get like you. I have everything in my lap, and I'm just like stare. I'm willing the bus to go faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I so I follow a few different Instagram accounts, one for DC and a few for just a, a few different other things, and they they will post missed connections occasionally, and like. Mm-hmm. This one blog in DC does it too. And I would say there's a handful of them where people are like, we were on the same metro going to, we we're on the yellow line and you got on at, you know, Roslyn. And yeah. actually, yellow line doesn't go to Roslyn. Sorry, DC people. I know that. But um, <laughs> that's it. No, it the same person who was yelling at us for Burberry was yelling at us for that. Yeah, but just like you, and you, and you got on at Pentagon and got off at, you know, King Street. And I feel like, though, it takes. A little more it takes more bravery to go up and ask someone in that moment as it is to like it's a little more passive to be like i saw you and then if that person there's no there's no sense of rejection like you have less people going on going i did see you and i thought you were a piece of crap like no one does that like they'll all just be like oh i'm going to ignore that person or i'm never gonna see it yes um i did have two different meet cutes on the train back from new york though Ooh, i know oh in the same time what what a movie that would be if like uh we're we're strangers on a train just without the murder so um yeah but no i mean nothing nothing ever came of them so don't get too excited guys the movie would have been very short or very long if if it lasted the entire train ride so yeah i'm just like you're on your way to to new york and you meet one guy and things go really well and then you're he's like maybe i'll see you sometime and then the other person is on the way back and then they both arrive at the same time and oh hilarity <laughs> hilarity that i would not be able to handle well get, at all get at i would me, be Hollywood. like <laughs> Uh, okay, I I got a hearty chuckle out of Martin on the phone with Duke comparing weather reports. <laughs> yes. It reminded me a lot of um, just some older people in my life. Let's just leave it at that. And also reminded me of uh, around some big events at work when we all like are checking the weather for it. Everybody is like, well, my weather app says 30% chance. Well, my weather app says 47% chance at 5 p.m. And my weather app says... Yeah. I've got my, like, I have that conversation with myself because I've got a multiple weather apps on my phone. Oh, I only have one. I can only do one. Um, I also found it funny that BMWs have a pollen filter that you have to change and that Niles oh, was horrified that right. Fraser had not changed his. That was such a, like, Nilesy response. But I also like that bit where he comes in and he looks like how horrible he's looked because he missed his stop and all that. Yes. Yes. I I have a couple notes on on Daphne. Well, first being, I feel like there's a scene where she kind of like bends over, and I can see like a baby bump a little bit. Mm-hmm. But and they're still they're still draping her here. But if you told me she was less pregnant here than she was in the Hawaiian shirt episode, like they're figuring out at least she looks a little more like Daphne in this one. So it almost makes me wonder. You know how they film episodes out of order sometimes. Mm, it makes me wonder if that happened because like Daphne or uh, Donnie and Mel are not in this one at all. And so it almost makes me wonder if they, if Donnie and Mel end up, um, well, Donnie isn't either of these, but if Mm -hmm. Mel, if if it had to do with like when they had their availability, that's a good point. Um, But I do also think their kiss is getting better. Yes. Yes. I would agree. I I did. I didn't cringe as I did previously. It's still a fairly chaste kiss. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. They do seem like they're like teenagers in love or like, I don't know. I, I like, like teenagers I in a like Disney teenagers movie in love. in love. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel like yes. teenagers in love are like the sloppiest kisses right, right, right. ever. I but mean, I mean in like movie, in yes. a Hallmark movie or something. High it's, school musical yes. at the very end of the first one. No, actually, I'm sorry. Troy and Gabriella don't kiss in the first one, which is like, Right. I was going to call you out on that, but I'm glad you picked it up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I know. I know you. 
really need to preserve the yeah the Troy and of high school all the, musical. All those members like Troy and Gabriella and Jughead and Veronica <laughs> Mars and all of them. Uh, anyway, Rory and Lorelai. Yes. <laughs> Are Rory and Lorelai the mom and the and the daughter? Yes, Rory is the daughter, Lorelai's the mom. Lorelai's the mom, okay. SMU yes. great. Lauren Graham. Um Yes. Yes. Who still stays very involved with SMU. Oh really? Yeah, when I was there, she came back and taught like a week long master class to the master students. Yeah, because Gilmore Girls was like basically ending. Um and I read her memoir. Um, called I think it's called talking just as fast as I can and um, she she talks about you know, getting her MFA at SMU and, and name checks some of the professors that like I didn't have because I wasn't a theater person but that I knew of mm-hmm. so like she gives SMU some good shout outs very cool yeah um I I just don't I feel like I watched both of these and I like went to take notes and just kind of absorbed them. I don't have like oh, a whole so, lot to talk about. Oh, this. I, I, so I, I want to talk about Fraser taking Martin to the old folks home and mm-hmm. how he would repeat things. Oh God. Him. I didn't want to show this one to Tara. Cause I thought she was going to be like mad at it. I, I don't know why I, as I thought it was funny because of the looks Martin would shoot him. Well, cause yeah. Cause yeah. So funny. Anyway, he'd stroke his hair. And I Martin just... was legitimately repeating them. Mm-hmm. And Fraser was just using the uh, idea of it being some kind of dementia as like yes. a way to not have to deal with it. But he was like legitimately mad. I did like the part later where Martin is like signs up to like Play just poker. so he can take everybody in poker. Yes. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that too. Um, I, I So I do like One thing I like to clock in TV shows is when a character is pregnant or when an actress is pregnant, they're trying to hide it, what they do to cover it up. So in this episode, Daphne hmm. was holding a tray in front of her when she was like going onto the roof she was holding like a tray of food um oh right right right, right. in front of her just to, just to kind of like hide things but but you were right like the dress she was wearing was kind of form fitting and there are some angles from the side where i was like you can tell that her that her stomach goes out yeah but here's the thing you could tell that like it looked like a normal person's paunch like it didn't mm-hmm. look like like the only reason it was a baby belly is because this is a television actress right yes Yes. And, and we know she's pregnant, but yeah. I it's it's it. I'm interested to see. I think you did say like what they do about it and if they're gonna oh, write her out yes. for a. Just you wait. Um. So I did. Uh. So I thought it was funny when Daphne made that peanut brittle, which a I love peanut brittle. Um. <laughs> even though my my like sealant doesn't, I just love it so much. But when, when es- Niles, what Go I was ahead. gonna say, have we established that Daphne is a bad cook? Well, it's funny that you say that because. It was in a, one of the few one of the episodes at the beginning of the season when Martin refers to like a biscuit or a scone as like a hockey puck or something. Yeah, and I kind of thought the same thing. I, I feel like they've always teased her more about English food being bad. I didn't yeah. think they teased her like you're a bad cook. I also go out to one of your nine million fancy restaurants. Like this woman is the most underpaid. Like she's even if she's overpaid for a physical therapist, she she wears so many hats. Well, yes. Well, they can't go out to one of their fancy restaurants right now. But oh, um, right, right, right. Also, I, I think it's more that Niles does not seem like the type of person who would like peanut brittle. Like I can see him be like, mm. oh my god, my crown. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like something else might blow away. Yes. <laughs> he just throws it. Um, and then he turns around and she has his arms out like he was like just caught <laughs> yeah. out by the wind. Um. So this made me this made me wonder what was one of the first things you cooked for Tara, like cooking for a new partner is you know can be a little. I can't remember. I can tell you one of the first things she cooked for me because uh, she used to not cook all that often, and uh, she made chicken parm, which is something her mom. This is like the only thing her mom makes. It was like both of them like the only thing they made, and she she was like she did all this work for, it and she came out. And it was wonderful. And I was like, anytime you want to make that, like anytime she's like, what do you want? I'm like, make me your chicken parm. It's so good. But she, you know, she cooks a lot of other stuff now. Um, But that was like her one thing for a while. And it was just, I just was gearing myself up because she's like, because she hadn't cooked in a lot, you know, in our Mm -hmm. whole relationship. And she made that. And I was like, okay, it's going to be all right. It'll be fine. You can get through it. I'm like, this is great. And she was like, oh, really? Like, I was like. Give me another one, like, cause she the, her recipe calls to make like a lot. Yeah. So I was like, bring another one of those over here. Let's do this again. This is great. I love it. 
Important question. Do you call it Chicky Chicky Parm Parm? No, I don't like call Tom it. Haverford. I don't say Chicky Chicky Parm Parm. I that one's not as bad as I hate when people refer to them as Chicky Nuggies. I hate when people call them that instead of chicken nuggets. You've talked about that before. I really don't <sighs> hear that that often. I hear people call them nugs a lot, like chicky nugs, but Nugs I'm... Chicky Nugs is is real borderline. And I think I just saw heard someone say chicky nuggies once and I tune in on it. But nugs is fine. Um I uh, I was just recently in trivia. We did a Parks and Rec category, and mm. I did like which of these is not one of Tom Haverford's like Ooh, food nicknames. Me. And it was it was so much fun. Well, because I, I included so many, I was like bean blankies, um, you know, food rakes, food shovels, chicky catch, <laughs> um, uh, pre birds, future birds. <laughs> That's the one I like. Like, guys, if you were like, I have no idea what y'all are talking about, just Google, like, Tom Haverford, Parks and Rec, food nicknames. And he it's has, like, this... 17 of them. Oh, yeah. he has so many, but he has this very, just this long bit where it's just him to camera talking, giving all of the nicknames he has for food. And, like, uh, oh, yeah, he's like, I call sandwiches, sandoozles, or Adam Sandler's. Um, but my the one that has stuck with me is Chicky Chicky Parm Parm. Like, I always am like, Chicky Chicky Parm Parm or Chicky Catch for Chicken Catchatory. I, I I love that. I I was it a whole section on Parks and Rec or just that one question? Oh, it was a whole it was a whole it was a whole category on Parks nice. and Rec. Yeah, um, yeah, because they uh, the team who wins you know this the team that wins the previous mm-hmm. week gets to pick a category, and so they picked. I think we've done Parks and Rec before, but um, I mean that that show is so rich full of trivia that I'm like I can I could do eight rounds on Parks and Rec easily. So, um. What else do we want to talk about for this oh, episode? I, I've got, I've got some, uh, I've got some, some, what well, kind of some little bit of LOLs um, when Frazier talks or Niles when, when Martin is complaining to Niles about Frazier taking him there to the old folks' home to get a date with that woman, and he says like, "Dad, I seem to remember you doing a similar thing when you sent us to Boy Scout camp for our opera badges." <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Which I found very funny. Um, and also when Niall says he can't go to the basketball game because he was like, well, Dad, I mean, I can't go. I have the quilt show. <laughs> oh, um, good. And then just when he's when Niles is telling Fraser to like take a leap and ask this woman out, he's like, take a chapter out of my book. And Fraser's <laughs> like, which chapter would that be? He's like, well, the, the, the last the, chapter. The, the last, the last chapter. Uh, I'm ready to rate it if you are. Uh-huh. I think I'm gonna give it. Uh, it's it's somewhere in the five six range. Uh, but let's go with uh, five. And I don't want to say peanut brittle because I feel like you might have got peanut brittle. Oh, I, I didn't even think about peanut then brittle. Then I will do okay. peanut brittle. We'll do five peanut brittles. A group you know, of I, peanut brittles is called. No, I don't know. You know, I'm going to give this six uh, Burberry rain hats. Mm, that would have been a good one, uh, too. Because uh, I, you know, I was going to give it a seven. But then I was like, this this episode is actually kind of forgettable to me. Oh, wait, we, we missed, though. Um one of the uh, uh, something a thread we started pulling last time, which is that um, Niles now has a nickname for Daphne. Ah, oh, he does. What what was it? It was my love. Yeah, and I just thought that was so. I thought that was so sweet. And finally, he he said the one that I remembered, which is Woggles, when he's like, <laughs> "Of course not, my little Woggles." <laughs> and I always remember that one. That was a funny. That was a funny, uh, like, pullover from the last one. I get mm-hmm. it. A holdover. Hmm. Um, so the next episode we're doing, guys, is season uh, eight, episode four, the great crane robbery. Frazier adopts the role of cultural mentor to Todd Peterson, a Silicon Valley billionaire who's just become the station's new owner, uh, played by, uh, Plano, uh, senior high school alum, Alan Tudyk. Uh, really? Yeah. That he went to Plano or that that was Alan Tudyk? And you didn't no, remember. I knew that was Alan Tudyk. I didn't know he went to Plano. Yes, he was, I think, a year under my sister. Why did I think he was British? <laughs> no, uh, because I think he's done a lot of British stuff. Okay, I, that must be it. Um, he's, he's been, he was in First Night and some other stuff. So I I, I know him mainly as um a movie that I actually I don't really like all that much, but Death at a Funeral, he's in the British version. Hmm. He plays, uh, 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 for people who know it, he plays Simon, um, who ends up, like, accidentally taking, like, he thinks he's, I don't know, taking ibuprofen or something, but ends up taking, like, a Valium or whatever, and, like, ends up really high and, like, naked <laughs> on the roof at the funeral. 
I I know him from he was in Firefly. He was in he was the robot in Rogue One. He was the voice of Hey Hey the Chicken in Moana. He's been in a bunch of Disney stuff as random voices. Yes, uh, I was gonna say I I know him as a voice person too. I, I love that he's the voice of Hey Hey the Chicken because all Hey Hey does in Moana is cluck. there's there's a video. I, I'm obviously saving this for the Moana episode, but like it's just him. It's just a few minutes of him just going. <clears throat> like and just doing that into a thing and then going and he's like i went to juilliard <laughs> uh, um, gosh he went to juilliard i he didn't finish he just went for a little bit okay um he's also in a movie that i really like called tucker and dale versus evil uh, i've never heard of this oh my god it's so it's hit it's tucker and dale are rednecks and they get a cabin out in the woods and they were gonna fix it up but it's like a, the evil dead like spooky cabin and all these teenagers think they're like evil rednecks and they're not and the teenagers keep attacking them and then dying accidentally so like they're out in a boat fishing and they're like really one of the the young teen oh it's it's um she was on 30 rock the intern from 30 rock i I didn't watch 30 rock anyway uh she like falls into the water and like hits her head and gets knocked out so like Tucker and Dale. Dale is uh, Tyler Labine, who's on a bunch of stuff. But he, like, reaches in the water and pulls her into the thing. So all the friends see them pulling their friend out. They're like, they're taking her. They're going to kill her. And then, like, later they're, like, digging up the septic tank. And they're like, they're ma-. and she's like, oh, I could do that. I used to do work at home. And they're like, look at her. They're making her dig her own grave. So then they go try and kill him. And they, like, jump at Tucker and, like, go into the, the, the wood chipper and die in these, like, horrific ways. <laughs> and Alan Tudyk reacting to it is always like, all these kids are coming out here in the woods and killing themselves. It's like this really like madcap weird movie, but it is hilarious. Um, I I'm I'm sorry, I'm still shook that he's not British. So he's not. You know. He's from Plano, Texas. <laughs> I I know. I I mean. Oh, sorry. I was he was say, born in El Paso. Yes, I saw that. I was about to say that you know, and and we are peers, but then I remember that your sister is. Like significantly older, older than yeah. you, and you are like uh, you know three or four years older than me. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're really not peers. But this is a very early role for him too. Like before this, yeah, I think he was he in looks like... so young. Also, can we talk about Mark Zuckerberg prototype right there? <laughs> yeah, is he a natural redhead? Because I know he was like redhead in a in uh like that looks really fake red to me. But he's also I think this is they might have been shooting nights tail around this time and he was a redhead in that yeah you know i don't know if he's i mean i you know i'll have to ask him next time i run into him you mm. know at, at costco in plano I'll, I'll ask my sister see if she knows it's actually oh, good... my sister went to plano east but she had friends at plano who knew him and apparently he just oh. kept to himself i mean i guess i feel like you hear that all the time about actors where they're like like famous actors now who are like oh i was quiet in high school mm-hmm. i wasn't the prom queen i was you know just yeah keeping my head down and um, so, uh, first of all, I was very surprised this episode opened in the studio, like at the mm. station. I feel like we haven't had a station episode in a really long time. And I was actually thrilled to hear that Shay Henri is back because I remember <laughs> when Shay Henri burned down last season. Yes. So I was like, oh, Shay Henri is back. Yeah. I, I bumped on that. I don't think I remembered it burning down, but when I was like, oh, oh, right, 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 right. Like as soon as I heard the song, the, the song, the title. Of, yes. the, of the the name of the restaurant. I also uh, wrote down that I have no recollection of this episode, like none whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I it, it was pretty forgettable. Like the whole thing was, uh, Todd was that his name? Because he also has like yes. the most generic name. It's like Todd yes. Peterson. He's he's he wants like he's like people expect me to know these things and I don't because you know I'm a new millionaire billionaire and blah 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 and, and, like, and he's like I'm a tech guy I spend all my time just working on computers right and so it, which is funny because I feel like now like no one expects that from a tech guy it's yeah um but like Fraser takes him under his cultural wing and then he eventually just ends up copying all of Fraser stuff and it doesn't really have much of a resolution no other than, I mean just that. Frazier is like Todd is now going to get credit for all these cultural things that really are just things he learned from Frazier and like then architectural digest is profiling his apartment. So, and then I did a little, I mean, you know, not, to, I didn't mean to spoil quote unquote anything for me, but like Todd doesn't come back. Like that was no, it for Todd. I, yeah. That, that, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, I feel like he doesn't, I don't I feel like we don't see him again. Um, He's not listed unless they, they loved the character so much and decided to, 
re just recast him. Well, and so this is where like I this is where I gotta get a little I get a, in, on into my like Fraser armchair and I start to psychoanalyze Todd um, because I was like, okay, so this is a guy who spent like he's kind of his identity is not set. Yes. He's somebody who basically like grew up way too fast. And that's kind of a trauma when you become super successful. Cause that brings with it a lot of, you know, n- negative things as well. And he, he just has no idea who he is. And so that's why he's like, I just need, I, I just, I just need Frazier. Just, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I, I think Frazier's cool and everybody looks up to him and I'm just gonna become like him and everything he likes. I'm going to like now. And it's kind of like how Mark Zuckerberg always wears like the same hoodie, you know, People are like, oh, you know, he has a uniform, so you can focus on other things. I'm like, no, I think it's that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't really have an idea as to what his identity is. Like, he only is programmed to wear certain clothes. Well, and, and you know, people are like, oh, what, what was that? Um, oh, my God, why can't I think of his name? Apple. Not Tim Steve Cook. Jobs. Thank you. You're welcome. God, um, how he always wore, like, the same, like, black turtleneck mm-hmm. and jeans and whatever. I'm like, well, I also think that's just him not being fashionable, but. Yeah, and I also think it's him establishing a brand. Mm-hmm. like you know in a weird way but like he you know his whole thing was he had a lot of thought towards presentation so that was mm-hmm. probably the the in simplicity like, yes you know so yeah I, um yeah this guy he doesn't feel like he has an identity and now he's made a billion dollars and he has nothing to do yeah <laughs> and yeah like, and, and he was like i'm supposed to go to all these like banquets and stuff where nobody there wants to talk about computer stuff nobody there knows <laughs> knows what i do and I can't carry on a conversation that is about isn't about computers. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Olympians. Like I think I've talked about this before. That documentary, The Weight of Gold, which is about Olympians after they, you know, leave their sport, retire, get out of the Olympics or whatever, and how Sounds familiar. Like, all you've done, and basically the mental health struggles they go through. That like all you've done your entire life is like for sixty hours a week is train for your sport. You did nothing else. You do not have a well-rounded life, and when that is taken away from you, you don't like you. You yeah. You are you are at a loss. You are completely lost. You have no reason to get out of bed in the morning. And yeah, I mean, obviously Todd's not in those dire straits, but it's kind of like when you've spent all of so much of your life just focused on this one singular thing. When you get to a point where you can coast a little, it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah, you know, on a on a much smaller scale, is coming up for to breathe after like a long crunch in this industry sometimes yeah. can be very much. I took like a three week va- like break between. No, 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 no. I took like a one week break or something between my jobs. And I just remember being like, I needed that time to, cause I was coming out of that horrible job and I would just needed time to like reacquaint myself with like, okay, I get up in the morning. I don't have to go to work. What can I do? Like I can go outside. I'll just sit outside for a few hours. Like I'll do mm-hmm. this, you know, and, and coming yeah. up from that is, is rough is not easy. Yeah. I mean, I faced that when I was moving from DC to Austin where I had two months in between in Dallas where I was like job hunting in Austin and stuff. And mm. yeah, like I was like, I truly don't have like a like, anything to get up for unless I have plans for the day. So yeah. I started just like, I went to the Y at like nine 30 every morning and worked out and was like, and this, this will provide structure. I was like, I just need structure. I just need anchors in my mm-hmm. day. I just can't have my whole day in front of me and not knowing what it's going to look like. But so. now think about that, like after years of, of earning your first million or like you said, yeah. you know, training to be an Olympiad and all that. Yeah. Um, I did note that when they were all in the elevator, uh, Roz and Kenny and Frazier going to Todd's apartment for the housewarming that Roz had Texas hair and a Texas accent. <laughs> she had big poofy hair and her Texas accent was coming out. Awesome. I feel like there's a version of this show that's more like The Office where we get to see more character interactions between people like, you know, Kenny and them, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, there's that version of the show. I mean, maybe that version of the show is The Office where, you know, I know we're both listening to Office Ladies where they talk a lot about, like, giving smaller characters their time to shine. And mm-hmm. I feel like we, we, we you know, Kenny goes, goes on to do, he, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I think he's, you know, more of a working actor, but... Like, he could have easily held more scenes than he did. Mm-hmm. Same with Bulldog, which, what? Bulldog's gone. Does he come back? I, so, A, we're getting into episodes I haven't seen as often, and B, mm-hmm. I was never a big Bulldog fan. I think that maybe he doesn't ever come back. Or Whoa. if he comes back, it, it's like a, a, like, kind of almost like some sort of, like, reunion type mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't think he is back with any sort of regularity. When Frazier started talking about his friend who had recently suffered a, uh, like, 
a problem was making a comeback or whatever on the radio and he was talking about Shay on Oh, oh yeah, Shay Henri, yeah. Henri, I I was like, oh my god, is this a cheer? I was trying to think of who in Cheers like could be making a guest appearance on this episode. Because mm-hmm. I know there's a there's a Cliff episode coming up. Because I remember, I think I've seen that one. Okay. Where he goes to visit, like Cliff retires or wins something, and he goes and like Carla's there. Like there's a good amount of other characters there. Mm-hmm. I believe. I do. Yeah, I do seem to remember that Norm is in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to hand it to Fraser though for not leaning on the Cheers guest appearances too much. I'd say if this was one of them, it'd still be okay. Like he, if he doesn't even do it once a year, but oh like... yeah, no. I mean, there's been like three. There's been the Woody one, Sam and Diane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't count Lilith. Um, also, we haven't seen Lilith in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or or new Frederick. <laughs> I mean, he's not new at this point. He's well, been <laughs> he's been the most consistent Frederick we've had. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'll never forget the first Frederick who like run. I just remember him like running out on Christmas and being like dad and like doing a joke and like delivering yes. it to the audience like a <laughs> like a, you know, local theater, Tiny Tim. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why that guy sticks it's, in my head. It's funny because that kid is also in the movie Stepmom. And my mom and I watched that the other day while I was oh, working yeah. from home here. Yeah. And then I don't know if he ever. I know there was there was talk of him becoming Harry Potter, but um, I don't. That think he kid. Went. I'm sure his agent just put it out there that he was. <laughs> I mean, they they said they auditioned something like three thousand children for Harry right, Potter. Right, right. So, um, let's yeah. let's get to everything we want to talk about in this one. I don't have a whole lot other than what we've already talked about. Most well, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I did find. Uh, can we talk a little bit about Mel? Um. And the stipulation she has oh, for Niles right, that they're right. done with phase one. And now he has to drive oh her away God. by acting like a boar. Yeah. Um, I a, thought that was brilliant. Like, again, I really like vindictive <laughs> Mel. Mel. And like, I, I was like, that is so smart. Yes. Like she, but also at the end of the day, I like so smart to give you a reason that you would leave him. But also it makes you look kind of like an idiot. Like you didn't really know. Right. The man you were marrying, which you didn't. But um, I, I did really enjoy though that when Niles tries to confront that guy about his drinking, <laughs> they're all just like, "Thank you, you so for giving me my husband." Back. Yes, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's it was amazing!" So good. I, when it started, I was like, "He's like, I didn't think anyone would notice," and it was, and it was so hammy, but like in the best possible way for what yes. the scene needed. Yes, like it was so over the top that it was hilarious, and I just I love this idea of Niles keep trying to be because he's right. He's like, it's not my nature to be confrontational like this. Yes, yes, it's in um, it's in his nature to snipe about it to his brother later. Yes, yes. or to to write a, an anonymous an anonymous comment and like drop it in the yeah. comment box on the way out. Um, the only other note I have is that when Fraser's really upset that Todd gets the architectural digest feature, even though he copied his apartment, I was like, yeah, Fraser, you need a publicist. Well, this I was about to a- say he had one, but no, that's his, his, his agent. I mean, I would say BB in the, in this case kind of doubles as a publicist for him. Cause she's, you know, getting him like on the right. news and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, you, you need, you need a publicist. That's what. I did love that scene where he felt like he had to sit down and his. I, I love the whole bit of him keep getting the new furniture. That was really kind of out of uh, the box for Frasier because yes. it was like this weird time jump. And then there was a joke within it of like Martin never moved. Yes. And then at the end when he has nowhere to sit down to lay down because he's so mad and Martin like offers up his chair and he's like, no. And then that's like a hell- handheld, maybe not handheld, but they're doing some camera moves and the camera's mm-hmm. in a a different position than it usually is to get him like going into the bathroom and they zoom in. I yes. think it might've been maybe not handheld, but like, like it felt like it might've been. I feel like we saw different angles of his apartment when they were doing yeah. all of the furniture switching around. Um, also, I was just kind of like, Frazier imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Like well, this was an imitation. This was direct copying. Like they literally just got out, out into the elevator and then, got out into the same uh, uh, set. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely did. They're like, put a sconce here, put a plant here, and switch yeah. out these two chairs. Add some more people because uh, there was like, it was like a cocktail party and that's it. Yeah. Well, so I guess in DC, three different sets of friends have the same couch. Like one person bought it and then two others bought it. Um, and I yes. don't know. We're all just like, okay. I, I, I have a potentially dumb question, but wouldn't it be like, 
it's not his house. It's a condo. So mm-hmm. wouldn't it be like interior decorating monthly or something? Like there's not much in the way of architecture. Oh, so Architectural Digest does interior. Does that? Though. Okay, okay. It's it's a big thing for celebrities to have like an Architectural Digest tour and feature and then sell their house like two months later. So but they'll it, often do it when they're trying to sell a place. But do they ever do it with condominiums or? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do apartments and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, just... so I just, I'm all speaking from current day Architectural Digest because like. A lot of like like Gigi Hadid did her apartment in New York for like they did a tour of hers and like mm-hmm. yeah a lot of you so you get a lot of okay. New Yorkers doing stuff like that so yeah I was it's just not wondering because it felt like not just the architecture yeah okay but also I kind of wanted to be like in the same vein these are all condos that probably have roughly the same layout and the same like they're all gonna have a column kind of in the same spot as right, like support right, and everything right. so I was like. Some of these things were probably also just like standard. They don't have the a condo. fourth wall, and there's a studio audience sitting there watching them. <laughs> um, had you ever seen the Fresh Prince when like they make some comment about being rich, and and uh, Will Smith like looks at the camera, and goes, "If we're so rich," then he looks up, and they go up, and it's all the studio lights. He goes, "How come we ain't got no ceiling?" <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's funny though. Uh, I, I love never, the thing. I- I, I didn't dislike dislike the Fresh Prince. I just didn't watch it. I think I was a little too young when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm it to be something that was part of my repertoire i also if i recall correctly it was on mondays and like monday was always like a lot of homework that's the thing we never really talk about and i feel like it's something that really made a difference in what necessary you know we talked with jessica last time about what was your sitcom Mm -hmm. whatever but if like you had like t-ball practice or something Mm -hmm. like you know on the day that could no one ever went i'm sorry we can't meet this day home improvement is on wednesdays right yeah it's so true in high school um I had drill team practice in the mornings, except for Mondays when it was in the evening. So you could sleep in a little bit on Monday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like if I, I remember it was really hard when like I was watching seventh heaven and Everwood because those were on on Mondays oh, yeah. and I would just have to come home from practice and immediately sit down to watch my, my programs. <laughs> um, I, I would suggest out to go anybody out there checking out fresh prints. It's, it's, it's hammy, but I think it's good, solid joke writing. And I think Didn't it starts. Did you say that they did a reunion recently on HBO Max that was really good? It was really good because it, it was it was like the Friends reunion before the Friends reunion when it was it was just let's talk about the show mm-hmm. and and I think they do some really good, interesting stuff talking about you know its effect you know its its effect in, in black culture and with race and that sort of thing and they mm-hmm. also kind of bring the Vivians back. Oh, that's funny. They re- they reunite the Vivians and like there's yeah. a lot of you know it's it's because apparently that was a thing between her and will smith and like they have a sit down and they're like and she you know i'm sure some of it was like you know it's for television but she seemed like she was like i'm not gonna let you get away with this like you gotta apologize mm-hmm. to me why'd you mm-hmm. do that like i'm sure you gotta watch will smith's career every year after that you, you kind of left with this little punk kid kicked you off a show that's true that's so. true yeah um well do you want to rate this episode um, I think this is another five. It might actually even be a four. It was just, I mean, it's it's just a, this is a, a, a glass of water and a bowl of saltines of an episode. So I, it's just, it's not bad. It's just, it's, it's nourishment. It's just, it's just there. It's yeah, just it's there. absolutely. Something I guess I would rate it. Uh, I'm going to, it's so boring. I can't think of anything to rate it, but I'll I say five matching suits from when they both were in Cafe Nervosa. And it's upsetting for that to be that way. Cause I think Alan Tudyk is a very talented uh, comedic actor. So. Yeah. I, I think I'd give it like five of the very first couch that Frazier gets as a replacement that looked, that was almost like, I don't know. looks like a, the insole of a shoe or something it it did it also kind of looked like something like the the, like a decadent emperor would lay on and be like bring me more grapes like yes (laughs) yes exactly um Um, so guys if you like this episode if you want to tell us what you thought if you've uh got some i was gonna say interior decorating tips but i don't know if that's really something we really talked about what it like what did, uh, if, if you have a time somebody tried to copy your entire life, if yes. you have thoughts about tech giants and their sense of identity. If you've got some more fun collection n- nouns for us, uh, there's many yeah. ways to get a hold of us. Uh, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. Crani- at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs. Of fa- uh, f- I have, I've been so good for so long. I hadn't done it, but I just almost did it. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, Check us out there, and we are available on Spotify, Stitcher, 
iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, everywhere you get a you can get a podcast. We are there. If you look somewhere and don't find us, let us know and we'll get on there. But if you do find us, give us a review. Give us the highest review possible. It really helps our little podcast out. And if you're thinking of giving us a uh, lower than top review, let's say a four-star or lower review, Laurel has something you could do as a better use of your time. Yes. Um, I am a big fan of rom-coms, but I am also hard on rom-coms. I require them to be pretty smart. I require them to not make me roll my eyes too much. I, I, I'm a fan of like the more late nineties, early two thousands rom-coms, not so Mm. much the like, you know, really vapid ones. Um, the ugly truth by Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler sticks out to me as being just like a really terrible one. So anyway, I have uh, never even heard of that one. Don't, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, but HBO max has taken the rom-com, uh, trope and broken it into a six episode limited series called starstruck Mm. which i uh binged in just two days because it's six 25 minute episodes and it is stars the creator um a new zealand comic named rose matafeo um and it is set in london and she it's basically Notting hill but with a genders flip she is a woman who finds out on new year's day that her new year's eve hookup um is in fact a famous actor um who's played by um oh no that's okay his character's name is tom kapoor and i don't know who the actor's name is but basically it's and then it follows them over the course of a year where they kind of keep coming in and out of each other's lives and looks at how hard it could actually be to date you know a celebrity but also how celebrities at the end of the day are just normal people who just want you know to find somebody so um it's I don't know I find it I found it very funny I found it charming I found it smart um, it's pretty new to HBO Max I think it just came on there in June um, and I'm really excited to see what else Rose Matafeo um, comes up with but and she's the writer um, of the show as well she, yeah she's wrote it created it and stars in it um, I'd say it's I heard someone describe it as like if you like Fleabag and if you like um, kind of if you like girls but even if you but not as annoying as girls um Ooh, and mini driver you're really burying the lead here oh okay mini driver's in one episode for like still two minutes i think she plays tom kapoor's agent mini so. mini, mini driver a former future wife of your favorite male co-host on the show Okay, I'm glad you added a few more. <laughs> I was gonna say my favorite male podcast goes would be Jason Concepcion, formerly of the Ringer. Wasn't, but... I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to our audience, the 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 Ryan maniacs out there. What up, Ryan Nation? <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, but I I, don't, I highly recommend it. It's basically if you watch all the episodes at once, it'd be like a two hour movie. So mm. what have you got to lose? Um. But yeah, it's really enjoyable. Nikesh, um, Nikesh Patel is who plays yes, Tom. Yes, Nikesh Patel, yes. Tom Kapoor is his name in the show. Is he from anything else? I don't know if I've ever... Uh, I, did not, I, I didn't recognize either of them from anything, so um, yeah. Well, cool, guys. Check that out. I think I might check that out. Uh, and get back at us. Let us know what you think. Uh, but until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.